What's up, guys? We just wanted to say thank you to our sponsor for um, sponsoring our podcast, Shaping Up Nutrition. Thank you so much for, for doing what you guys are doing to the community and also taking care of us as our first uh, first sponsor, big sponsor. Um, without you guys, you know, we obviously couldn't get these awesome guests on our show and to talk as well and smoothly as we've been able to. But Shaping Up Nutrition, they're inspiring and impacting the community through nutrition and empowerment. Shaping Up Nutrition, healthy and delicious on the go. Jordan, I know you've been working with them for a long time. What do you think about them shakes, man? Yeah, I've been going there for seven or eight years just because, one, their shakes are delicious. Like, I love brownie batter, and it's like it's like almost like licking it out of the bowl. That's how good this shake is. And it's healthy. Like, what? I can't get any better than that. I usually go there probably after workouts. I used to go there almost every day, like, just because the atmosphere of that club is is amazing. The people behind the counter are just fun to deal with, fun to hang out with. We can talk about nutrition, sports, politics, anything and everything. They're just a couple of people that are so personable and so much fun to be around that it makes you want to keep going back again and again. And that's what we like to hear. We like to hear going back again and again. I know Shaping Up Nutrition loves you guys' business. City of Wichita, you guys have done them some good. Remember, check them out. Check out their shakes. Check out their teas. Check out their vitamins. Check out what they, they want to help you. They want to help you succeed and they want to help you with the healthy lifestyle. Guys, go check them out. If you haven't checked them out, check them out now. They're all over Wichita, many different franchises, different names, but Shaping Up Nutrition, all compacted into one. One great company, great people. They got great values. And even better, they got great nutritional values. Uh, appropriate attire to wear hat and a pullover. Well, yeah, yeah, the inappropriate parts over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dog's needy. Oh, dude, no, no problem. <laughs> nice to virtually meet you guys. Yeah, yeah it's good to meet you too, man. So All let right. me ask you guys, what what uh, what prompted you guys to launch this podcast? Well, okay. Um, well, we um, one of the things that definitely prompted us was I would say we wanted to do something a little, a little fun, a little different, have some fun with some things, meet new people. Um, we've met a lot of people, you know, the mayor, yeah. chief, chief of police, oh, um, different business owners, shaping up nutrition business owner. Man, and you guys uh, invited me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's a uh, um, you know, young professional Wichita W now. I think is what it's called, right? Yep. Um, is a big thing here, which so I think for the young generation like us, you know, younger guys, yeah, and girls, um, business like business minded people. Um, for sure, man. And you know, with everything going on, everything that's updating or enhancing or growing the city, we thought, you know, shoot, this would be a perfect opportunity to reach out to you. And like I said, we're just we're just really trying to have some fun with it. You know, intelligent nonsense is a funny name that oh yeah, you know, <laughs> that we both came up with. Jordan had a great idea for the for the name and. Um, you know, so that way it allows us to have some fun, allows us to be sure. ourselves. But then also, you know, when we, when we want to talk about serious topics, we can talk about serious topics. So. Yeah, and it, it kind of just started one night. We just kind of had the idea and it's like, all right, we'll just we'll put it in motion and we'll go from there. And then like we had a lot of stuff planned out for like in-person like, yeah. interviews and like yeah. funny th funny things for that. And so we just had to adapt with the time and just <laughs> move virtually. You know, now I hear you, man. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me, man. That's, a, that's an honor and a privilege, man. I, I have uh, – yeah, I've seen your guys' posts and stuff, and, man, you guys are doing it. So, great Thanks, job. 
So we usually like to we like to start out with like if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and letting everyone know who you are, a little yeah. brief like background on you, and then how you became part of W. For yeah. sure, man. Um, well, my name is Alejo Cabral. I am the director of W, uh, and W is uh, formerly known as Gym Professionals of Wichita. Uh, we're an affiliate of the Chamber of the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce, and uh, and I've been with the I've been the director of W for a couple of years now. Uh, I started in dang in 2017, I guess, as a program coordinator, and then a year after that, I was promoted to director. But um, but before then, I grew up in San Diego, California, and I came to Kansas for school. I actually had a scholarship to play football at Bethel College up in North Newton, and I played there for a year. Um, and then I figured, you know what, I'm probably not going to make the NFL, and I'm tired of getting beat up at practice. So uh, <laughs> I kept hearing up there that Wichita State had a really good business school. And so I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't know what I wanted to do um, with my life, but I knew that I wanted to, I knew I needed a degree. I knew I, I knew I needed to educate myself. And so I thought, man, what about a business degree at this school that supposedly has a great program? And so I made a decision the summer after my freshman year at Bethel. I was like, well, I'm transferring to Wichita State. And, uh, and a few things happened between then. Like uh, I met a girl at Bethel and I convinced her to transfer to Wichita State with me. Uh, we got married and bought a house here. So a few of the things. Yeah, but, uh, but no, man, that's kind of that's how I ended up in Kansas. Um, it was athletics. I mean, to be honest with you, like I grew up on the beach and I never <laughs> – I could point Kansas out on a map, but I never imagined myself like coming to Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a lot of people's story too. When they, when they hear Kansas and you tell them you're from Kansas, they automatically think, you know, farm life. They automatically think, you know, corn. Well, I, get, I get Kansas city. I'm like, Kansas city is in Missouri dog, but I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think though. People coming like, like you said, California to Kansas, how many people want to do that move? Most people want to be Kansas to California. Right. Um, you know, they want to get out of Kansas, but I think this kind of kind of comes back to why we're doing this podcast. There's so many sure. opportunities here in oh. Wichita, and or just in Kansas in general, and especially Wichita, uh, entrepreneur city, um, a city where yeah. people try and test new things out, new ideas, grow businesses. You know, it's a uh, it's a place to start, and I think for sure that's what draws people here, right? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I like to. I mean, my thing with Wichita is like. And I've coined this term. I'd like, I, don't, I shouldn't say I coined it, but me and my coworker at the chamber, uh, Jonathan Long, shout out to Jonathan Long. Uh, you know, we, we refer to Wichita as the opportunity capital of America. I mean, we refer to Wichita as the air capital, but we're really not. We don't have the biggest airport. Uh, and like, we don't even make big planes here. Like we do kind of, but not really. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wichita yep. is the opportunity capital, right? Like this is the place where anybody can come live their best life. You want to be an entrepreneur and start a business, man, startup costs are super low in Kansas because real estate's inexpensive, right? Yep. Man, you want to work corporate? Bet. We got Fortune 500 companies in town that you can work on, right? You want to work in tech? We got a, we got a, we got a blossoming tech business here, tech community here, right? Yep. I mean, you want to come farm and own land? Man, look, you can be 20 minutes outside of Wichita and be on 80 acres with cows and stuff all around you, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Wichita yeah, yeah. is opportunity capital. Whatever life you want to live, man, this is the spot for it. And I, mean, I wish we could I wish we could change our name to that because, like, the air capital, I feel like, pushes people away because I feel like that's just more 
it's more pride-based now. People have been calling us that for years, and so they're like, no one wants to move past that like little phrase. And then people drive by and they're like, well, you guys have like a regional airport, so why do you call yourself the air capital? I'm like, well, we don't even gets- have an international airport, right? <laughs> we just get high winds. <laughs> I think I think what people get get stuck on. It's because you know we got we got Textron, we got we had Bolt, right. we had Spirit, we had uh, what was the other one? Uh, Bombardier. So we, we had all we had all these different right. aircraft uh, companies, and I think that's kind of like you're saying, Air Capital. They think Airport. They think these these companies, and we kind of talked about that in one of our other uh, recordings that we did with, with some of our buddies that you know having amazon come into wichita now that there's a thing where amazon's pushing to come here right that's yeah. a different opportunity we need those opportunities because right. we got to get away from these this idea of we're just cessna we're just we're just right. spirit because it's, you it's, get, not, it's not that you don't value them right you know no, what i'm no, saying yeah. like like they they obviously like they're investors of me at w right i love them right they're yeah. great organizations but but you got to have something different, right? Like you got to have other options for people, yep. right? Like you got to diversify, you got to do other things, right? And 100%. invest in other, because at the end of the day, like us bringing in different organizations and having a diverse economy is also going to open up their opportunity to recruit some of these different talented individuals to work for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. It's like, man, diversity of thought and ideas, like all of these things, different experiences, man, before you know it, now you start innovating and start doing all kinds of stuff. And Hey, you know what? Maybe, Maybe Textron develops the next the the flying car, right? Like it doesn't have to be GM, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. That 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 makes them. You know, it, it goes back to competition. It goes back to survival of the fittest. If you have someone pushing you to do something different, because either you're gonna uh, update, you're gonna change, you're gonna grow, you're gonna adapt, or else you're just gonna fall behind everybody else. And I think I think that's kind of what what we what Wichita kind of gets into. Um, we had. We had me, um, Jordan, my, our, um, and one of our other buddies, Alex Hamill. I don't know if you know him. He's he's really uh, he's, he's volunteers with us. Yes, he's yeah. very he's very into he's very into W. He's he, he takes part in a lot of different things. And we went to a economy summit, essentially our economic mm-hmm. summit yep. here in Wichita that was uh, out east, uh, one of the hotels. And they were saying that you know Wichita was actually behind the curve with getting back up to their economy. You know, when two thousand eight the recession hit. Oh, we never went back. Like we never, we're still below it. We never exactly. recovered. Never recovered. We were still below what the national average was way up here, mm-hmm. and we were still we were still down here. We still hadn't recovered, and that had to do with a lot of the that just wasn't those those better jobs, those new those newer jobs, the the you know Cessna, uh, Spirit, Coke, Cargill. They weren't enough to really right. boost the economy. They're there. They help the economy for sure. Right. But we need that diversity. We need those extra pieces. Well, so we get like tech companies here for a little bit. Like they start out here, like they get startups. And then after a couple of years, they leave, which mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's part of the mission of W is to like, we're trying to retain and attract talent. And it's, oh, like, yeah. I know that was a, that was a big part of the, the Chung report a couple of years ago was like, we still can't retain talent. And it's like, we lose like half of our WSU graduates go back to either where they came from, whether they're going outside of the oh, city yeah. of Wichita. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the, the thing with it is it's like, Honestly, it's a perception thing, right? Like, in my opinion, um, I think that our, our, our city leaders, our community leaders still want Wichita to be the air capital. And I think that that's fine, but then understand what's going to happen, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, you can brand yourself as the air capital. Like, like you guys said, it's a pride thing, right? Like, like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for example, they used to be the capital of steel right? They call themselves the Steel City, right? The mm-hmm. football team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, yep. right? But the thing is, is that they're not the leaders in steel anymore. Mm-hmm. But what they are now, 
is they're a leader in technology and in healthcare, right? Like they diversified their economy. They didn't say we're going to stay as a manufact like a super heavy manufacturing town. They said we're going to we're going to diversify and do all this other jazz, right? Mm-hmm. And they're still known as a steel city, but the thing is, is that that they're that they didn't let that necessarily define their economy. Yeah. That's not to say that Wichita doesn't need to be known as the air capital. We can be, but we can't let that notion of being known as air capital define the types of businesses that we tap into, right? Like, man, you know what we're good at? We're good at advanced manufacturing, right? Yep. Bro, why aren't we manufacturing solar panels in Wichita? Like, why isn't Tesla hitting Wichita up? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. WSU Tech is killer. They're doing an exceptional job, like, educating our young people on how to, how, to, um, how to do advanced manufacturing, right? And then we have a bunch of folks who are underemployed uh, that used to work at Spirit, at Textron, at, at Boeing when Boeing was here, right? that are yeah. now working like retail jobs or really labor intensive jobs, but they still have those skills of being um, advanced manufacturers. They, they yeah. can still cut sheet metal. They can still use laser cutters and CNC machines and all that jazz. Man, we should look at all these big companies. Hey, bring your factories back, back, back from overseas. And we got, we got you here in Wichita, right? Like we already have the workforce. Yeah. It's not even a chicken or the egg thing. It's like, we got the chicken. Now y'all just got to bring the egg. Yeah. yeah. Like what what's the whole point of Wichita state having like that super advanced, like engineering building. If we're not going to like, like, I don't know, show that out. Like, hey, we oh, got this amazing like, engineering thing. Because I've been in, like, I, I was inside there for like a reception for something. But like, I was just walking around. And I saw like the equipment they had, like all the toys they're playing with. And I was like, why are we building just airplanes? <laughs> like, every <laughs> engineer that goes and for, co- or for uh, Textron and like Spirit, I was like, we could, we could be making so many other things. Oh, yeah. Man, we should. Well, what, what would you say, uh, Alejo, what would you say to, um, what can we do to make those changes? Well, what's the, what would be your step, you know, and obviously being the director of W, yeah. what, would, what would you do to kind of drive that change, drive that mentality of let's diversify, let's push ourselves to, to get outside of what we normally are and let's bring in, let's bring in these new tech companies, let's bring in these different avenues. How do, how do we do that? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. The first thing with that we got to do is um, we need to diversify uh, our, our, our circles. What I mean by that is like, I'm going to be honest with you, for a long time, uh, W and Young Professionals of Wichita wasn't seen as an inclusive organization. And um, my previous director did a really exceptional job of building up W's brand and making sure that we changed that notion, right? Mm-hmm. And so Wichita, W and Young Professionals of Wichita slowly but surely has transitioned in, into being a more inclusive or in, institution. And what I mean by that is like previously, most of the people that engaged with us were uh, white males that were working corporate businesses, the working corporate jobs. So like maybe an engineer or a lawyer or an accountant type of thing. Right. And I think that that's cool. Like they're really respectable individuals and I love working with them. But for us, like for W to be a leader in these things and to start pushing envelopes, what we need to continue to do and continue to make a conscious effort of is making sure that people who look different, who don't look like me or who don't look like the typical W member, um, understand that they have a seat at the table because at the end of the day, W is a vessel. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like, we're volunteer driven. We got staff, but we're here to make sure that our credit, that, that we pay the bills. We're here to make sure that we sign all the paperwork that's needed to get signed. And we're here to make sure that the ideas and the initiatives that want to get carried out are done. So in a, an effective and efficient way. Right. Yep. But like any initiative, any program that exists in W, which we have a ton, they're all driven by our volunteers, right? And so for me, we need to be more strategic about making sure that different thoughts and different people come into play. That's the first step. The second thing 
man, we got to be willing to step out and stand up for things that like, we got to be willing to, to take the heat when we got to be willing to raise the heat one. Yep. Right. Be able to have tough conversations and then understand that, you know what, we're the young professional organization in town. We should be challenging the status quo. And I think that our board and our volunteer teams are starting, are, are doing those things now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been doing them in the past as well, too. But I think that we're starting to be louder about it. Right. Like we changed our name from Young Professionals of Wichita, which is a really corporate name to W. Right. W is kind of confrontational, man. Like you see that I'm a business card and it's like I'm the director of W. People are like, do you forget to like type out the rest of your name? Like, no, man, W is what we are and what we do, right? But I say all that to say, like, W needs to continue to create these unique experiences and be confrontational, not necessarily in an aggressive fashion, right? But challenge the status quo. You know what I'm saying? Create new experiences because the thing is, at the end of the day, it's like we don't have deep pockets at W. But what we do is we have a lot of really motivated people that we can turn around and say, hey, what's the thing that you are most passionate about? Can we help carry that forward? Right. So like one thing that we, and I, man, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to use this as a soapbox, but I'll, I'll, I will plug something that we started last year. Yeah. Uh, this last year, we started this thing called um, the W fund. And so um, a year ago we visited Tulsa and they have a really big young professional group down there. And we took about 15 people that are part 15 young professionals from Wichita down there. And we met with them, with their mayor, their, um, their city leaders. I mean, all kinds of people. We were there for about two days and the young professional group talked to us about this initiative that they had called the Thai pros foundation. And so basically what they were doing was they were raising like 30 to $70,000 every year and then turning it around and giving it to young people to bring new ideas to life. Right. And so we were like, dang, like, I like that. That's awesome. Right. So this year we built something similar called the W fund. And so what we did was, we worked with the chamber and um, one of our partners called the education, the Wichita Educational Foundation to build this thing called uh, the W Fund where we raise dollars and then we turn around and we give them to people, to young professionals. You got to be between 18 and 40. Yep. And the thing is, is that you're going to create, you have an idea for something that, that an experience that you want to see in Wichita that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. bet we'll give you money for it. Because one thing that we understand is like, not everything has to live at W, right? Like your podcast there's no reason why you had to, you did not have to come to me to say, Hey man, we're young people. We want to do this thing. Can we use W as a platform? No, you didn't have to do that. Right? Like you have the audacity to say, Hey, we have this idea. We're going to go out and make it happen. Right. And that's what we want to see more young people doing. We want to see more young people saying, man, I got this idea. I'm going to need like three grand to bring it, to bring it to life. Well, Hey, guess what? You can apply on social media and we'll give you dollars to make this thing come to life. But the thing is, is we're not going to just give you money. We're going to stand by you and walk next to you as you're bringing this project to life to make sure that you have access to the resources that you need to make to execute. Right. That's awesome. And so we, yeah, we introduced the last year. Um, we actually granted, we, we, uh, we selected the winners uh, in June and we're producing some videos right now for them uh, to kind of announce them and put them on a pedestal because at the end of the day, like we want these projects to go further than this year that we're funding them. Right. Like, like the thought is that these experiences last longer than the money that we've given them. Yep. Right. So we're trying to use our platform to amplify the voices of other people. And uh, man, like that project, we we got pushback from like past board members and people were just like, why are you guys doing that? And it's like, because we can, 
because mm-hmm. we want to challenge the status quo. And because you know what? No one else is doing it, right? And the thing is, is like there's great institutions in Wichita that provide funding. Like there's great foundations. Yep. But the thing is, is like most young people don't know how to navigate a foundation. Like they don't know how to apply. And so this for us is also a stepping stone because now we're making it easy. You can apply on social media and then we follow up with you and send you a short application, right? And then you go through an application process and interview process. And now you've learned what foundations are looking for, right? So even whether, whether you get money or not, we're going to talk to you and say, hey, you know what? You didn't get it, but here's what you can do next time to get dollars, right? And now you have that experience. Yep. And it's like you're hearing it from your peers. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Well, so feedback, from, is, feedback is always going to be good from a, for a business standpoint, right? If there was right. something they missed, if there was something that maybe they needed a little extra help on, that's where you guys come in and are able to provide that right. kind of customer feedback. Right. And, and like I said, and like, we're not experts, like I'm not an expert, but we've built out a committee of volunteers. Like I'm not even, the thing is, is like, I don't even have a vote on this thing, right? Like I don't have a vote or a say yes to who gets the dollars. Yep. We built a committee of nine people. Nine young professionals. We have different experiences. We have argent- we have artists, we have architects, we have engineers and lawyers, but we also have entrepreneurs, right? We got educators, right? We got a really diverse pool of people yep. that are selecting this stuff because we wanted to be super intentional. Like we don't want any biases. We want we want all kinds of experiences, and I don't have a say over it, and I'm cool with it because at the end of the day, like I'm here to get this thing out. And mm-hmm. I want to talk to people and invite them to apply, but they got to know, like, just because I t- you talk to me doesn't mean you're going to get dollars. Like there's still a committee, you know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. is open to anybody. It's not like back. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's like a secret hand in the back. Like, Oh, we only want that those types of things. Right. It's like, no, this is for anything and any experience in any part of the neighborhood. That's awesome. No, that, that honestly, that something hearing that, that rings, that rings, you know, rings a bell in my mind or just, just makes, makes me even enjoy that even more knowing that you're giving people opportunities, you know, from like you say, 18 and, and to 40, you're giving them someone opportunity comes out straight out of high school that has this idea. This gives them an opportunity to be like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to go try this out. Maybe my idea is stupid, but maybe my idea is so crazy that they're like, dude, hell yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Let's go. You know, that gives those people that opportunity to just say, you know, uh, screw it. I'm going I'm to I'm talk about it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. Right. Well, it's kind of like you never, you never know where those projects are going to end up or like what they're going to turn into. So it's like, like if you're going to start it anywhere, like why not start it with us? Like why not start it here? Like, you know, if it can grow, like grow it here. Like you said right. before, like Wichita is like we have a, it's a cheap place to be. Like there's uh, real estate out there that's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. You're in the central location, so you can connect with anyone. And now, I mean, virtually we can connect with anyone. Right. So why not start here and like we can start retain, retaining more of these young people. Man, and honestly, man, like the thing is, it's like you ask, I don't know. You all, I, I'm assuming you guys are like mid, mid to early 20s. But like. 26. Yeah. Oh, 27. Man, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah, I'm 27. All right, we're right there. But like you, I, I. I remember my experience being at Wichita State and I remember my experience being at Bethel for a year. And when I was there, it was like the companies that I heard people talk about, it was, it was the big, it was like the big corporate companies. Right. Yeah. And like I said, I love them. They're great. I love working with them, but not everybody's going to be corporate. Right. And the thing is, it's like, if you get denied by five employers, man, people start thinking, you know what, maybe this city ain't for me because I can't find a job. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it's like, Young people just don't, we don't put enough of the other businesses on a pedestal, right? To say, hey, look, there's these big corporate companies, but then we also have a really 
a really robust entrepreneurship community and check out all these small businesses where you can go work after college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not going to get corporate dollars, but you're going to make a big impact and you're going to have the opportunity to flex all the skills that you just learned, right? Like you're not going to do one task. You're going to do all of the six things that you learned about marketing. You're going to do them all here, right? All the things that you learned in accounting, you're going to apply them all at, the, at one time here, right? And you're going to get better and you're going to help this business grow. That's that's the story that we need to be telling in Wichita, right? Yeah, like this is this is the place to help, man. Like a lot of times, like you ask someone, like, oh, so like, what do you do for a living? Where do you work? It's like you're almost expecting that if you live in Wichita to hear like five different businesses. It's either going to be Coke, Cargill, Spirit, or Textron. Right. And so, like, when someone says something different, you're like, so what is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, hey, you know what? Like, we got to be okay with it, right? And the thing is, yeah. too, it's like we got to be okay with young professionals looking different. Like, because not everybody's going to wear a suit and not everybody's going to wear downtown. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm privileged to work at the Chamber of Commerce. I wear a suit to work every day. That's, the, that's, that's my dress code. But the thing is, is, like, you see me right now, like, this is how I'm going to dress on the weekend. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm going to be walking around with shorts and flip-flops and like a, and like a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And the thing is, it's like, that doesn't make me any less professional then, than it does, like, when I'm wearing my suit. But the thing is, too, it's like, I would love to work somewhere where I could wear jeans and a shirt, right? Like, I would love to work in an environment that says, you know what? It's Friday. Not even jeans day, bro. It's shorts day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like but that doesn't make us less professional right like if no. we're still making an impact and doing the things that we're doing what does it matter what we dress like yeah and the thing exactly. is like we got to redefine that 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 thing right like what it means to be a professional because your profession is defined as the thing that you get paid to do for a living right yep. like what happens if your guys your podcast booms right and advertisers like hey you know what man we'll give you 30 g's like if you guys keep doing your podcast i want to be at this time slot and i want to do this thing right like man now you guys can make a living off of it right let's just say right you guys you guys are making a living off this podcast bro you don't got to wear a suit you guys could dress the way you're dressed right and you could be making an impact in the community yep. that doesn't make you any less professional than me who's wearing a suit to work you know yep. like we got to we got to change the notion of what a professional looks like and l l let me briefly mention a, a, something that happened at W that really that really got us taken ban um we uh so so like Wesley Medical Center and Via Christi are both corporate investors of us mm -hmm. and so all of their employees get free memberships including their nurses yeah well we had a networking event maybe a year and a half ago or two at a brewery and there was a group of like six, seven nurses that showed up in their scrubs and me and my, uh, my, my previous coworker, Ulises Gonzalez, we were like, yo, this is cool. Like, this is what we keep talking about, like diversifying our membership and engaging, engaging different professions. So we like, he went, I went over and said, hi. I was like, Hey, welcome. Like, you know, welcome to W. Is this your first event? Like, what have you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. And then we sent like a volunteer over there to say hi to, just to make them feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because they were kind of like sitting away from everybody. And then Ulises went over there and he sat down and talked to them. And they, they, they were saying that they almost didn't come because they're like, well, we're going to have to go home and get out of our scrubs. And then we're going to have to shower and get ready to go to this thing. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, like, I didn't do that. I just wore what I wore to work. But they felt like what they were to work wasn't professional enough. But it's like, bro, that's your profession. Like, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't feel ashamed to wear your scrubs at a networking event when everyone else is wearing the same thing they were to work. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I, I hope that I hope that at W we can we can start changing that notion, right, that that I can't wear my 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 work, my, my work attire. Right. If my work attire is in a suit. 
It doesn't matter. I still want y'all to come over and connect with us, man. Meet meet some people because like you don't know what 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 opportunities could be presented to you or what connections you can make. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. And imagine if they didn't show up just because of the just because of their dress. That's Bro, uh, that makes me sad. That yeah, that's me, opportunities that's missed. Yeah. You don't know what could have happened. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So then what what would you say then for some of your events that you got going on? I know with this COVID thing, you, that, that's kind of screwed some screwed some things up with you know in face to face type deals. But yeah. what, what about some of your events that you're trying to bring to the table that allows this more relaxed environment, people to feel more comfortable, and to bring in that you know that mindset of hey, just come, show up, or you know hop on a Zoom call, whatever it is. How are, how are, how are you going about these events right now? Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, like, like every, like a lot of people, we, um, we pivoted to, to a lot of virtual things, man. And, um, our teams are putting together all kinds of awesome programming. Um, we actually have a couple of series going on right now that we started because of COVID. One of them is called, oh, what's it called? Uh, it's called first cup. So the idea is that you have your first cup of coffee with us and it's typically on Friday mornings. Um, and what we do is like our teams focus on like this, this, the first cup series is really focused on civic engagement. And so they'll bring on different community leaders um, to answer questions and just have dialogue with young professionals, right. In a really informal setting. Um, like most people are, some people are working from home. Some people are working in the office, but the whole thought is like, Hey, come have your first cup of coffee with us. Learn from an elected official or from a community leader or a business leader. Um, and then get to know some other people too, right? Uh, that's a really that's been a really really powerful event, man. Um, we had a couple of them. We had two in June, um, around Juneteenth and around Black Wall Street, and it was just man powerful conversations. And the thing is, it's like we had super diverse people there, and that was dialogue that we, you know, we would have hoped to have had in person. But the fact that we could have it virtually, and and still provide those connections, man, that's exceptional. Um, do, you get, do you guys ever put like post those like uh, like cup of coffee with them like post them on your like your websites or out there for other people to see or is it like is it just only if you're if you're there then it, after that it's just it's over. Um, so we record all the conversations, but I'm gonna be honest with you, um, I have them recorded and I just have not had the time to go in and edit them and like get them uploaded. Yeah. Uh, the two that we did uh, in June uh, for Juneteenth, we we partnered with um, the Urban Professionals. Shout out to them. They're an awesome group. Uh, Danielle Johnson, Jonathan, Joseph. I mean, they're exceptional. Um, well, we partnered with them on the, on those. And those, those I believe, are on our Facebook page. We went live with them. And so the videos should be saved there. Uh, but we also have the recordings. And the, the hope is that, we, that I get around to editing them and uh, getting those videos uploaded to YouTube and stuff like that. Because, I mean, we, we've had, like I said, several conversations that are super powerful. I mean, we've had... Um, council member Becky Tuttle on there and she did an awesome job talking about, you know, just your mental health and how to maintain that during COVID. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I'm a super extroverted person and working from home. It's like, dang, where are my people at? Like, where are the humans? Where are the humans at? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, it's definitely been a, it's definitely been a, an adjustment for people to be either working from home solely or to even have to know that, well, I don't have a choice. I actually have to go out into right. the world and work and be in front of people and hopefully don't get this. So yeah, the mental side of things uh, around oh, yeah. here has been, you know, definitely stressful and a struggle for people and just having to get past that idea of shit, do I have to go in or do I stay home and I want to be out? Right. You know, it's hard. It's a hard, hard situation. Man. And let me, let me just say too, like, I don't want to sound really disingenuous, man. Cause you're right. Like I'm, I'm privileged 
to have a job that a lot that affords me the opportunity to work from home, man. Because there is people like you said, man, who have to go out and work, who are frontline workers, whether it's nurses or grocery store clerks or whatever it may be, that are that are in danger, man, that are putting their life on the line for us. So, yep. I mean, definitely want to thank them, man. And for me, it's like, you know what? I can get over working from home by myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if that's the worst thing that I'm dealing with, I'm all right. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I, I have the same situation. I work from home. I've been working from home since March. So it's been, it's different. I'm the same way. I like to interact with people when I'm at work. You know, um, in between my breaks, we go and we hang by the coffee or go to the lunch right. area, you know, things like that. So it's it's different knowing that, you know, I'm at home, but I've also been kind of, you know, like I said, like like you mentioned, just I'm taking advantage of it, taking advantage of all this neg- negative events that have happened with COVID and really, really turn it into a positive situation. So I think, you know, when, man, you, you're, when you you're can, operating from a place of prosperity, man, and that's what you should be doing. Yeah, that's that's the key, man. Like we're all like, man, we're working from home. Right. Or we have to go out to work. But it's like, man, it's presenting to us different opportunities, different challenges that we could take advantage of and really, man, turn our life around or turn our community around, right? Like, oh, yeah. we're, we're all of this, th- these these unfortunate events that are happening, like, it's not to say that we want them to happen, but it's like, you know what? They're happening. Yep. Now it's a matter of how can we make this thing a positive and really, really dig into the things that we want to dig into and really make an impact, right? Where we can. Yep. No? 100%. Yeah. So, I'm one of those guys that has to go to work every day and, like, I still go into the building and, like, I don't think I ever take my mask off until I get back to my car because I'm like, nope. I was like, I ain't going to risk it. I was like, I don't know if I'm carrying it. I was like, I know some people at work that, like, work, like, 10, 12 yeah. feet from me that tested positive just, like, this week. And so, like, I know, like, with my mask on, like, I'm still considered, like, secondary exposure. So they're like, oh, you can still come. My doctors are like, no, you're fine. Like, go ahead. But, like, I was like, I never take that thing off. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, if, it's just, if this is just how reality is, like, that's how it is right now. You just adapt and go with it. Yeah, and then no, other times, man. like I'll be up, I'll go upstairs, like because I work on like a, I'm like a 14 story building, so sometimes I'm on the first floor, sometimes I'm on the 12th floor, and I use the stairs as like my like my COVID test. I'm like, if I can take the stairs, getting <laughs> <laughs> your steps right. in, man. I hope you got a Fitbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, man. Yeah, no, see, but, like uh, I don't have to change. I, I don't have. I I am privileged enough to where I haven't had to deal with that, man. But it's like same. It's rough, man. I I don't I don't know, man. I. I hope that I hope that we we uh, we come to a point in, a, in the fu- in the near future where we can where, where there is some sense of normalcy, right? Where where we can continue where, where we can get back into interacting with each other, right? Like that that would be ideal, right? I mean, yeah. where we can interact in a healthy way and not worry about uh, you know getting each other sick, right? Yeah. And I don't know, man, it's just a mess. I think that's the whole factor is is the worry factor, right? It's like, damn it, do I do I chance it? Am I gonna get it? And then it just toys with you. You're like, shit, I might have it, I might not. And right. you don't want to. Especially bring it back. when the the symptom list is literally like living, like, <laughs> hey, you're breathing, like, ah, oh, that's 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 a symptom. Right there. <laughs> you start breathing a little heavy. Dang, am I out of shape or is it Corona? Shape? Yeah, I'm out of shape or I got it. You know, that's, <laughs> God, it's so crazy. Oh, go, going back to the going back to the first coffee, like. I feel like it, engaging, like using like W for like allowing young professionals to like interact with uh, civil like politicians or people that are in elected elected positions and like people that are serving the community just kind of brings it that much more to light. Like, all right, all right, this is your city. These are the people that are going to help you are like, going to run it. These are the people that have been elected to run it. What are your thoughts for them? And what are their thoughts back to you? So it kind of like double engagement. So they know what's going on and then you guys know what's going on. And then you guys can go back and forth with 
what you want done and what you want to see happen. For sure. Well, yeah, let me, let me just say like, you know, earlier, earlier this year, we did a survey of our, of our membership and young professionals in the community. And one of the questions that we asked them was, um, have you ever contacted your elected official? Mm-hmm. And we had about 300 people respond. I think it was like 35 or 40% of young professionals that responded had never contacted their elected official. And that's, that's crazy to me. Like these individuals make decisions over our lives, right? Like we elected them into office and you know, one of the things that we forget is like, once we elect them into office, that's not, that's not enough. Like we still got to hold them accountable. Right. It's not to say that they're not doing their job, but the thing is, is like, if they said that we're going to do something, once they're elected into office, like, Hey man, let's hit them up. Be like, Hey, congratulations on winning this election or doing your thing. Now can we get to work on that thing that you talked about, right? On that initiative that you sold me on, let's, let's get to work and tell me how I can help you bring it to life. Right. Um, so Jordan, to your, to your question, man, you know, my, my thing to, my thing with W is like, we, we have access to all kinds of resources, all kinds of people. And my, my personal mission for myself has been to make sure that the door, that the door that I stand in stays open for anybody, diverse young professional, whatever their background is, to be able to come into the space and get to know and build connections with each other, with different leaders and with different elected officials, right? Um, I think we're really privileged in Wichita. When I've had conversations with elected officials, all of them have been super open to the idea of connecting with young people. When we ask them to sit on a panel, when we ask them to, you know, have a cup of coffee with us or meet us at a lunch and learn, um, they do it, man. Like, like last year we had an event around, um, it was called uh, see to the future. And the whole thought was, Hey, can we get different young professionals together? Oh no, 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 no. What was it called? It wasn't see to the future. It was another event, but it was at the wave and it was with other young professional groups, but we invited elected officials and the whole conversation was, Hey, what's the future of our community going to look like? And can young professionals go ahead and design it? Right? Like, can we start sharing our ideas and provide a platform, man. And we had about 100 people there. Um, and the elected officials that we invited, we told them, like, hey, look, these young professionals are probably going to present ideas that you might not be in agreement with, but we just want to give you a heads up. But we want you to be here because we want you to hear, hear everybody out and understand where young professionals are, right, what, where, where they want to see the future of the city and this region. Man, like more than half of them showed up and I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like the fact that you're willing to, to listen to us, like they weren't, they didn't have a microphone, like they didn't have a name tag, like they were just there to listen. They were bystanders, man. And they were like, they were engaging with us. They were like leaning into conversations and taking notes and like hearing what people were saying. So my goal, my vision is that W, that we continue to do that on a regular basis, right? that people that, that elected officials reach out to us just as much as we, as just as much as we reach out to them mm-hmm. to connect with our membership because, and at the end of the day, like that dialogue, that Avenue, um, that there needs to exist a, a, a way for young people and elected officials to connect with each other. And it's not to say it has to exist a W, but my hope is that we can at least start that dialogue here and build a healthy culture where young people feel like, you know what, I can email my elected official and I'm not going to be scared, right? Yeah. I, where I, can, I feel comfortable reaching out to them and saying, hey, there's this thing that's happening that I don't agree with. And I just thought that you should know as your constituent where my stance is. 
because even, even maybe not so much as being scared, but maybe even feeling like they're being hurt, right? Even feeling yeah. like if you say anything, if you say something, that it's actually going to get through to them or it's actually going to be right. taken into consideration. Because a lot of people, I would say maybe not so much, if they are scared, then that's a perfect way for them to get involved and to feel comfortable. But then the ones who are comfortable, then when they say something, you know, a lot of times I think there's that fence that stops them because they're like, oh, shit, I could, I could say something to them. And then, you know, it goes in one ear, not the other. They don't give a crap about me. So, you know, that stops them too. But if you can get yeah. them to understand like, hey, but then also show these officials like, hey, when you get someone to come in and talk to you, that's what you need. That's what you want. So to continue that trend, right. show that you're hearing and show maybe a little bit of action behind it to show that you're oh, willing sure. to make changes or willing to, to provide a, a, different, a different outcome. And, and one thing, you know, one thing I will say for to young professionals is like, man, you know what? Like there is is what emailing and contacting your elected official, that's low hanging fruit. Like we can all email somebody, right? Like that's the easiest thing that we can do. But the next thing that we do is show up to a meeting. And I say that because man, there's so many, there's like city boards, there's city commissions and county commission, like county boards and stuff like that, where decisions are made about parks and roads and infrastructure. And I mean, airports and whatever else you can think of. The thing is, is like, oftentimes, man, young people don't show up to those meetings. And the thing is, is like, we wait till the last minute to email somebody. And by that point, the decision's already been made, right? Or like, there's already, like, it's already too far down the road for us to affect change. Like we all, we got to lean into this dialogue and these conversations. And I understand like, not everybody has the privilege to attend a meeting at four o'clock, right? Because we got to work. But if you can't attend the meeting, man, there's recordings, like let your elected official know, hey, I'm really interested in this, but I can't attend it. Can you connect me with the people that can get me the minutes so that I can connect with them and let them know my perspectives, right? Like there's different ways for us to, there's different ways for us to continue to be engaged, but we got to follow up. You know what I'm saying? And, And for me, like, I hope that as young professionals, we get into the habit of following up because you know, we elect people and then we don't talk to them again, right? Or we send them an email and then we don't follow up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys sent me an email and I thought I had sent and it was in my drafts and you guys followed up with me, right? That's what, that's what we got to continue to do with our elected officials is follow up, right? Like, we make that initial contact, we follow up with them. Right? You said you were going to do something. Hey, yep. what's going on? Is it not yeah. happening? Can I help you? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so when we talked with, when we talked with Mayor Whipple, like he even said, he's like, he's like, I was elected by the people. I worked for them. He's like, that's why I want to be out there as much with them as possible because I, I think he said something about like, basically to break it down, he said like, he's not a mind reader. He, he doesn't know what everyone's thinking all the time right. and how is he going to know what changes need to be made? Yep. Like, if one, he's not out there and if two, if people aren't talking to him, it's like, like, like you said, yes. like we elect people in, people go and they push a button or they, they mail it in and they're like, oh, I did my part. Now they can read my mind and figure out what I, what, what I believe is best for me. Right. Man, voting is the fruit that's on the ground, right? Like that fruit is just there for you to pick up. The low-hanging fruit is the, the, is, is the emailing piece and contacting them, right? The next level is the staying engaged, right, and following up with them. And, dude, he's right. Like, there is – how many people that live in Wichita? Like 300,000 people? Yeah. This, that, yeah. He yeah. probably gets at least two or 300 emails a day, I would imagine, yeah. right, of people, different concerns, different complaints. Hopefully, there's people praising him too, right? Hopefully, it's positive affirmations in there as well, but – I guarantee you that he gets a ton of emails. And so for us as young professionals, like we just got to follow up, man, because we got to understand like 
there's other people that are making contact and they're making decisions about us, man. And the thing is, is like in Wichita, for example, I think the, oh, what was it? Like the highest, like the highest percentage of voter turnout. And I, I, not, I know, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, dude, but like, I think in the, in the district that had the most voter turnout, it was like 11%. And I can't remember what the district was. This is just registered voters. This isn't even <laughs> eligible voters. Like these are the people that said, I am interested in voting. <laughs> you know how terrible that is? Because 11% of the people are selecting the people that are making decisions for yeah. <laughs> like, 90, like 95% of, of Wichita's. And the thing is, it's like, bro, 11% of registered voters. That's not even eligible voters. We are, we are doing a disservice to our community by not doing the easiest thing. You know, and then if you don't know, like, man, there's so many free websites, man, that tell you stuff. I say all that, man, because then we complain, man. And then there's yes. things that happen that we don't agree yes. with. And it's like, bro, did you vote? Like, you say your vote doesn't <laughs> count. But, like, man, there's elections where people win with less than 100 votes. Like, I read somewhere that it was like some dude became senator. I can't remember where because of a because of a coin flip because it was a tie. And it's like, hold on, what? Like, y'all just elected people by a coin flip? Like, that's it. Oh okay. I mean, oh whatever, dude. That's great. You know? and I like the way you said that too, though, because there are a lot of people that will complain and whine and get, get pissed off about something that, that, that happened and maybe a decision that's been made. But like you said, 11%, if that's really the real number, if that's close to the number that we have of people that actually vote, who are registered to vote already, and then you got these other people who are complaining and whining, 89% of you shouldn't have a say in anything then because you didn't, you didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> right. So I just, I just did the number real quick. And I was like, if there's 350,000 people in Wichita, you take that 11%, that means there was less than 40,000, uh, 40,000 people making a decision for almost 350,000 people. <laughs> oh, but that's generous because not, not, yeah. not all 300,000 Wichita's are registered to vote. Like oh, yeah. they call it a hundred thousand people are registered to vote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 11% of that voted, that means 11,000 people voted for all of Wichita, like, yep. that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild, but, but the thing is, it's like, we don't, we don't think about it in that perspective, right? Like, you're basically saying in a room of 10, or no, that's not even a room of 10, it's a room of 30 people, and one person is making the decision for all those 30 people. How does that make any sense? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make no sense. But then that's so, what I say. Then you don't have no room to say anything about why you're unhappy. But my hope is that we can start changing that, right? Like I think through through First Cup and through different programs, right? It's like we're trying to build that culture of, you know what? Like at least engage in the dialogue, right? Like yep. and then and then maybe we can work together on getting you registered to vote, right? Because this is it's baby steps, right? But to, to Mayor Whipple's point, like he got elected by the people, right? And he works for the people. And so did all of our other elected officials. Yep. They represent our voice. But if they're only hearing from one, one from a small group of people, that's the voice they're going to represent. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like when we, when we went to that, um, that financial talk last year uh, on the city of Wichita, like it was like, there was a lot of like people our age that were there. And then I believe it was Hutton Construction, like the CEO of Hutton Construction is like maybe in his mid thirties. Oh yeah. Ben, and, he's uh, awesome. Yeah, we were talking about they were they bought up Century Two, and it was like you would almost think that half the people in there you were threatening like their child because of how they reacted. But when they were like, "Well, we're, we want to take it down and put like a brand new structure," and it was like people lost their mind. And it was it was typically people that were like up like in their fifties or older. Wow. It was like, "Well, we're just trying to make we're trying to make things like a little bit more innovative. Like if if we can't get these shows that are coming in, like <laughs> do you guys know what happened? Do you guys know what happened this week? Uh, no. About the about the, the, the yeah 
Well, I know there was about a $200,000 uh, project that went in to update Just Century 2, but more or less updated like maybe fixed. No, it was like 200 million. It was like two and a half million over 10 years, I think is what it was. Oh, it was two, oh it was two, so then what was the 200,000 then about? I don't know, but I thought it was like I thought it was like two and a half million of deferred maintenance or something like that. They were oh, gonna maybe they were maybe, gonna I'm, maybe I just misread the the, the numbers, but I no, I but it's not that's not even that, dude. Like Jordan, you're talking about you, you you brought up Century Two, man, and you bring up like all these old people acting like these older folks, and it isn't just older folks. Like there are some young folks in the crowd too. Let me just say that. But all of these folks that are saying they're acting like you're ripping their child away from them when you're talking about Century Two, right? Yeah. On Monday, they presented to the, it's like the, this, the Historical Preservation Society or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, there is a proposal, they, they, they got recommended or they, they approved it five to two and a five to two vote to basically mark Cedric or the, the Century Two and the old library as historical buildings, right? So oh. then it's got to get approved by the state. So here's the thing though. You, you're, you're basically like it's a small group of people that are making a decision for young people for the rest of our generation, bro. Like they're basically saying we can't rid, we cannot get rid of these older facilities. Like they're making it super difficult for us to say, you know what? We want to build something innovative, right? We want to invest in our future for our generation. We want to build structures and facilities that are welcoming to everybody that work for everybody, right? That aren't dilapidated, that aren't full of asbestos, that aren't like, that are actually functional for the for the institutions that work in those buildings, right? That's what young people are saying. That's what we're saying, right? That's what the Huttons of the world are saying is we want to invest in our future. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like this project that like the, the if we if we were to tear down Century Two and build something new, that's like a ten year project. Oh yeah. Right? Like by that point, it's like we probably have kids and families and stuff like that. Like this becomes this is a project not even for us because we're gonna see it but the biggest benefits are going to be for our kids and the previous and the generations that follow. Right. Yep. The thing is, dude, it's like, we are now, we're at the point where we we're being pigeonholed by older folks who aren't going to see like the completion of that project. And we're being put in a position, dude, where our futures are being decided for us by people who have no say and no benefit in us having a future. Like, and, and it's frustrating because young people should be getting involved, man. So you know what? If young people are going to hear this podcast and listen to it, hey, y'all want to build a, a downtown that's conducive for you and your future family where you feel welcome? Email your elected official, your yep. city council member and the mayor. Let them know, seriously, let them know that you, wanna, that you don't want your decisions to be made for you by, these, by this other group, this small group of people that just wants to save Century 2. Like, man, the facts around Century 2 is like, two thirds of the space is unusable. So we're paying like two and a half million a year to maintain a building that we can't even use two thirds of the space in. Like, are you serious? It's a waste of money. I, that's crazy, right? Like that is just a waste of space, a waste of money. Like you go in there, dude, you can't even see the river. Like you're in this building and you can't even enjoy like the one like natural landmark that we have in this community that everybody embraces. Right? Like you can't even enjoy it. And it's on the river. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I will say though, I will say though, if if that's your goal to see the river, we need to no. get away from that. No, I'm just I'm making fun because <laughs> they, got, they got like these apartments. I always be telling Jordan they got like these apartments. They got these things that's like riverfront apartments, and then oh, I, I, I see the price, and I'm like, Yo, oh, no. I'm gonna pay for riverfront 
Look, you you, you, you want to be able to see those like, bodies floating in there. You got the three-eyed fish coming out of the water, yeah. like oh man, and like an arm coming out. Dude, like in that. that oh the, man, like, that's hilarious. I was uh, I was not, I wasn't battling, but I was talking out with like this lady that was like. I mean, she was, I'd say, like, maybe in her mid-40s, but we were talking about the old library. I'm like, there's a reason why they moved to the advanced learning library. Wow. I mean, she was, and she was like, well, look at all, like, the history. And she's like, and it still has good structure. And I was like, cause I was like, I worked there for four years. I know the ins and outs of that building. And I was like, we just need to throw some dynamite in there and knock it out. I was like, there's so many things, so many issues. And then Man, she was I'll like, sponsor the like, button. I'll yeah, sponsor she, the W button. But she kept trying to challenge me. She was like, well, think of like the architecture inside and like how the, I was like, go look at the basement. There's like walls that are like cracking sideways. I was like, there is, I was like, there was like a bed bug infestation. I was like, we got oh, trained on I was like, I was like, I know that building better than you do. I was like, we need to knock it down. I was like, it's all it's gonna take is one foot like huff and puff from a wolf, and we're gonna fall down. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you know what? Like, people talk about like the architectural significance and stuff like that. Like, but man, there's all kinds of new architects and all kinds of new designs. Like, every generation is gonna want to do something different, right? Like, for the folks that had their time, like, hey let us let us do the thing right like get out of the way and let us design our own future the same way that you did because the thing is is like the same conversations we're having today the previous generations had it with the generations that were trying to save the forum the yep. forum was what was existed before century two like this same talk we're having bro they had it with them like the same talk <laughs> that you had with that lady somebody was like now nah, you gotta save the forum it's historic bro yeah the architecture's there it's like nah we want to do a big circle on the river <laughs> I, I just don't i think I, I think i don't get what when people people get so tied into these buildings and i understand because it's history it's uh what do you call it like uh my nostalgia or whatever <laughs> but it's like two two-thirds of the damn building we can't even use what we the hell it. it's, we it's, gotta it's, figure some things out bro it's like it's not usable space it's like what can we do something better and yeah, like, yeah, and that's it right there. That's it. The question: Can we do something better? What can we do to make here's, it better? Here's my here's the frustrating thing for me, dude. Like I didn't grow up in Wichita, and my understanding is that this talk has been happening for like 10, 15 years. Yeah, years. over eight years, years. Over the last eight years, we have done ten studies, and it's like, bro, we've done all the studies. Like it doesn't matter how you measure it; it doesn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm, I promise you. I promise you. There's one more study happening right now. We're gonna study this. We're gonna do it again. <laughs> again, one more time. One more time. Oh man. Oh my God. We just got to get out the way, man. We just got to let, let, you know, we talk about being innovative, man. Like we were all middle schoolers at some point. That's the awkward stage in our life, yeah. right? It's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. You know what? We just thought we're at that point. We got to decide, do we want to get uncomfortable and grow? Or we're we just cool being the short kid. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. are we going to get that growth spurt? It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt a little bit. We're going to have to buy some new clothes that fit better. <laughs> and you know what? We got to be good with it. Like, we got we, we to understand that growth is uncomfortable and we got to be okay with it. Like, if we're not growing, if we're not progressing, man, we're falling behind. Like, we already yes. lost the race. Facts, you know? Facts. Big facts. I mean, like, we, we see, like, the new stadium, like, the baseball stadium. And granted, we haven't got to use it yet because all this stuff happened right when it opened <laughs> up. But, like, like I look at that, like, when I'm driving home, or like, I can, you, can, you can go walk right up to the gate and look over it. I'm like... Damn, that would have been so nice to have, like, back when I was, like, in high school or middle school. Like, right. Danny, I'm sure you would have loved to play on that stadium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played at Lawrence Dumont for years, and, I, you know, and to, to, to imagine if I got to play on that stadium before I retired, that would have been 
That would have been dope. Like I'm itching just to just to get get in that stadium so bad. It looks it looks dope. Obviously, you have people who are upset about that too. But I mean, it I was think uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But now we got it. But now people see it and they're like, "Hey, I'm trying to get in that stadium." Exactly. But I think, and I and I saw something like this today too. Like, uh, oh, on Facebook. So on Facebook, there was this innovative idea, and I'm all for innovative ideas. I love innovative ideas. There was a drain. So there's like a drain plug. You you know how like water water drains into these little sewer things, and you know when it floods and the, and it uses yeah. the it uses the canals and it, and, it, and it shoots it away from you know streets, right? Well, imagine you know that they were saying, imagine all this all this grime, all this dirt, all this trash that's out on the streets that gets clogged in those drains and actually causes a lot of flooding. And then people, the city goes out and literally vacuums the shit out of it, right? They vacuums all that trash and garbage. Well, imagine having like, it had a picture. Imagine having like a strainer. It's almost like a spaghetti strainer with the mesh over the top, very little holes, but the water easily flows through. But then yeah. what happens is instead of trash going into the tunnels and into the into where the water disperses, it actually stops on the surface. So then instead of the city having to vacuum it up through the inside and really taking hours and man hours of doing that right. that work, it's all right there sitting there. They come by, they swoop it up. I'm seeing comments, seeing people complaining about this innovative idea because how much is this going to cost us? How much is it going to cost taxpayers? How much is this going to cost the city, the man hours? And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, why is that the first conversation? Why is that the initial conversation that people right away worry so much about what they're going to have to pay on the back end? When in reality, it's like, that's, do you not realize you're probably already paying for some stuff that happened many years ago? You just don't even realize it. Right. When you oh, realize yeah. it, it pisses them off. So I, I don't know why that's always the go-to. Man, people don't like being wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it, <laughs> like, like other generations that, that, that voted or that designed the thing that, it, that is not functional anymore. It's like, what, am I wrong now for doing that? It's like, no, 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 you weren't wrong, right? Mm -hmm. It just, times have changed, right? And so now we're just trying to update the thing that you did, right? Yeah. Yep. And so I think it's a two-way road, man. I think, I think part of it, and I'm not saying it's the, this person's idea's fault, right? But oftentimes it's like when we deliver this idea and I know that this is a problem of mine, man, sometimes people take offense to it because they're like, man, you're coming off too strong. And it's like, yeah, but I'm real passionate about it. Right. So then the people that are in power, they're like, no, 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 hold on now. Right. So it's a two way road, right? The delivery, you got to do it in a way we got to do it in a way that's that's um, digestible for them. Right. Yeah. And then the people that are in privilege, like the people that have the voice, right, the people that have the power. Man, hey, just be willing to listen. Like, we're not even saying you're like super wrong. We're just saying, hey, you did this thing, but there's this way that we could do it even better, yeah. right? And it's gonna cost you a little bit up front, but on the back end, you're gonna save all these dollars. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a little investment here, but you're gonna all that money that you th these twelve dollars that you were spending over here an hour to clean this thing now is only gonna cost you five. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what people gotta get. It's like. What? You gotta adapt and change. It's like what worked then doesn't work now, and like fifty years from now, like what we're doing now isn't gonna work then. So it's like we just gotta. We got to Bro, look up. at our phones, man. <laughs> like, like look at phones. Like a hundred years ago, there was like people plugging in cables and stuff, bro, into walls because that's how you made phone calls. Now we got pieces of glass and we're calling each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at how that evolution happened. Yep. That there's no reason why our cities can't evolve in that way, right? Like our cities should be designed for us, for people. Um, and my hope is that my hope is that we can get there, man. Like my hope is that, you know, I guess you know, for me, like I don't. Everything is temporary, right? Like I don't, I don't imagine being at W for my whole life, and I don't want to be. 
yeah. right? Like I want to be here, make an impact and then open up doors for other people. But while I'm here, I want to make sure that we can, that we touch as many young professionals as possible so that they go out and make a difference outside of W and in our community, dude. That's, that's the thing for me, man. Like, like I see you two doing this podcast, dude, and you guys are telling me who you've done. And it's like, dang, that's powerful. Like that dialogue, man, that those conversations that you're having, like, that's what I want to see more young people doing too, man, to understand that it's like, you don't need my permission and you don't need anyone's permission to do anything. Like you're passionate about something or you're curious about something, go follow that curiosity. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Go let that lead you into the next thing because you know, you don't know what opportunities that's going to lead open for you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of how we got on these people on these podcasts is like, we just kind of reach out. And we're like, I mean, if they bite, they bite. Like we've gotten a lot of people who are like, yeah, we'll be on there. And then they don't respond to us after like a couple of messages. And then, uh, like, like, I know, like, I, we don't hear back and then we're going to send another message. Like, that's what I did with you. I was like, well, I want to talk to you, so I'm going to try again. <laughs> hey, man, and I appreciate that persistence, man. Like, I seriously thought I'd reply to you. And then you responded to me. I was like, oh, this is in my drafts, man. I, I got to hit send. <laughs> well, what would like, you we emailed, like, we emailed, like, Brandon Johnson, like, the city councilman Johnson. And, like, he responded fairly quickly. And like, he was like, yeah, I'll be on then. Oh, he's uh, like, Mayor Whipple, uh, Chief Ramsey, they're all like, yeah, it took a little bit to get to him just because we have to go through their schedules. But, like, they're all oh, like, yeah. yeah, let's do it. Like, hey, if we just would have never asked and just kept doing, like, people that we knew, we would never be able to, like, kind of grow out. And now we can use those people as, like, branches off to be like, hey, like, we talked to these people. Do you want to come on here and talk right. with us too? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Exactly. What would you say, Alejo, what would you say to, uh, to the young, young entrepreneurs, young professionals? What, what, what do they need to do? What do we need to do to, to get involved, to be a part of it, to, to really make an impact? Yeah, I mean, to get involved with W? Yeah. Man, it, it, it's simple. Oh, well, the, the first thing, man, it, the, the most important thing for, that, that I think is uh, you got to do a self-evaluation. And what I mean by that is like, understand where you want to go and what, what you're going to need to get there. You know what I'm saying? So like, like if you're an entrepreneur and you already have a business, right. Or you have an idea that you're trying to get off the ground, bet. then you, then you know that, you know what, I either need funding or I need to find a mentor that can help navigate, that help me navigate through some of these channels. Right. Yep. If you just started in your career and you're like, you know what, in, in two years, I want to be a manager but I don't have any management experience. Hey, you know what? I can help you get management experience, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur, I can help you make a connection with a couple, with a couple uh, business leaders that can help you answer questions. Right. And so for me, I think the first thing before you join W or any, any group, mm -hmm. because there's several other professional groups is understand, understand what your needs are and where you want to go. Right. Because then I could tell you, all right, you want to go make an impact in the city? Perfect. I got you. You can either volunteer with us or you can go through our board placement program and we can get you on the board of a nonprofit, right? You want to connect with the local official? Perfect. Get involved with us. We'll make a connection and we'll do the thing, right? Like we can, we can help you build, build a relationship with some of the staff. We can help you build relationships with, uh, with themselves or other, other leaders or other community members. Like, it's the the self-evaluation piece is important because that'll give you direction, right? Direction is important, right? If you don't know where you're going to go, it's like, you know, we're just going in circles here. Yep. You know what I mean? But, but if you go to the, if you go to our website, wungpros.com, and it's pretty simple. There's a join button on the top, right? And I mean, it's, it's, it's minimal. So like if you work for the most that anybody will pay us to be a member of W is $65 a year. That's the most you pay us one time, $65 payment. Like, 
man, we, we probably spend that on a weekend eating burgers and having a beer somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it's an investment in yourself is what you got to understand. Right. Like one thing that, one thing that, uh, that I learned early on was that in my career is that it's important for you to show that you can do the job that you're wanting, that you're applying for before you actually get to it. Right. So you got to put yourself in a position to be successful. And the way that you do that is by getting involved in volunteering. It doesn't have to be through W, right? But what we want to be is a, is a stepping stone for you to go get involved, right? Because there's all kinds of nonprofits. There's all kinds of committees and boards, like I said. And I know that not everybody's going to, like, not everybody's going to feel like, oh, you know what? Not everybody's going to be passionate about young professionals. Like, maybe your passion is animals. Perfect. Let me connect you with the friends at, my friends at the zoo, or let me connect you with some of my friends at the Humane Society, right? Or or any of the other shelters that exist in Wichita, right? Like there's so many, there's so many opportunities. I say all that to say, um, knowing where you want to go, man. And then understanding that those opportunities are there. You got to do those things so that you can build up your resume so that when you're ready to take that next step in your career, whatever it may be, whether it's up the corporate ladder or choosing to start your own business, you can say, you know what? I've actually done all those things. Like I managed the budget when I was the chair of one of W's teams. Or you know what? When I was the president of that nonprofit board, I had to manage all 15 of the other board members. Like I got management experience now, right? And I also got project management experience because I oversaw XYZ fundraiser or XYZ event. That's the thing, dude. Like know where you want to go and then we can help you get there. And if we can help you, we're connected with somebody who can. Like that's, that's, that's the bottom line, man. We're just here to make sure that anybody man you you that you progress man like whatever it may be like if we don't know somebody we know somebody who knows somebody and that somebody's gonna turn around and help you out man that's awesome no that, that's i think that's what one of the things that we that we, that we love about you know the w the uh, w young professionals that we love about all these other organizations that are able to do that and provide these opportunities you know coming from from my background and i know jordan's too you know uh, i didn't grow up wealthy i didn't grow up well off so right. i doing things for myself and figuring things out. And then um, knowing that there's these, these opportunities for people to learn and to grow. And like I said, 18 years old, you had these ideas, perfect opportunity to join this group and perfect opportunity for you to get it out there and hopefully, you know, get someone interested and, and really learn from somebody. Like I said, mentors, mentors are huge. So um, yeah, man, we, I, we appreciate you hopping on here and explain a little more about, about your organization and, um, you know, taking the time out to really talk to us about this because this, this is an awesome conversation. Oh man, I appreciate you guys, man. And I, and I, and I know I went on a couple of rants and I said I wasn't going to, but y'all got me going about century two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you guys, man. Really like, I think what you guys are doing, man, this is exceptional, man. This is what I'm talking about. Like you guys are, you guys are doing it, man. Y'all are living your dream. Like, this is the opportunity. This is what I mean when I talk about opportunity capital, man, you wanted to start a podcast and you wanted to connect with some elected officials and city leaders to speak about, to to speak with you on your podcast, man, you're doing it. Like this is it. So man, to you guys, like kudos to you and keep on doing your thing. If there's anything that, that I can do, anything that I can do at W or at the chamber of commerce, man, let me know because I'm telling you, man, the chamber, like we talk about diversity, but we don't just talk about it, man. Like we're doing, we're doing a lot of work around it, man. Same thing at W. So whatever we can do to help you guys, man, let us know. We, we, uh, we love seeing you guys, man. We love seeing young people like you guys, like making an impact. And I say young people, like we're the same age, but y'all are killing it. 
Like you are doing the thing. Like you, you, you started something and I want to make sure that you guys are successful. So however we can help, man, let me know. Well, yeah, dude, thank it, you. Man. We appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys, man. And whatever y'all need from me, let me know. We will for sure. Definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in contact for sure. For sure, man. All thank right. You have a good weekend and enjoy the, enjoy, enjoy the rest of the day. Hey, man, you too. Y'all enjoy the weekend, man. Hopefully it doesn't get too crazy hot out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. All, right, All right, man. Y'all take care. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye.